0: Game Genie, Game Genie, which one is it? Today on Press B to Cancel.
1: Press B to Cancel. Press B to Cancel. Okay.
2: Game shark.
0: <laughs> Game Shark Pro Action Replay.
1: Over twenty five million lives will be saved. <laughs> <Nice>.
0: <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Press B to cancel. If you heard that that lovely voice, that was Werewolf. Say hi again, dude.
1: Hi again, dude.
0: Okay. So <laughs> we have Werewolf with us. We have Sick Jake with us. Glad to be here. And we also have Je- I mean GP from the therapy couch. Hi. Hi. So now that you know what none of us actually sound like when we're talking, I'm going to keep on going. Here. <laughs> I'm Pulse One Hundred Nine, and you may find me on such great things such as Twitch, Twitter, and Tinder. I mean, never mind. Okay. So what are we talking about today? Game Genie. Game Genie. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about this. First off, Game Genie. Or Game Genie. This has been a going battle. There it is.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. What was that?
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: For once it's not me trolling with the sound effects.
0: Yeah, I like it though. Come on, it's, it's got that satisfying just crunch to it. For anybody who doesn't know, so Game Genie was a third-party peripheral for a lot of the early, like, 18 to 16-bit consoles. Now, anyone who's wondering, peripherals essentially a non-essential component you can have for your computer or console. So, technically, your computer, mouse, printer, tablet, these are all considered peripherals. The thing is, you kind of need, like, a, a mouse and keyboard. You arguably need, like, a printer. But a Game Genie was also a necessity as a kid. Sometimes as an adult, if you're sick, Jake, <clears throat> anyways, I never had one as a kid, so I just had to enjoy it when uh, someone else had one. Now, they made Game Genies for NES. So.
3: That that burn <laughs> just went like that over my head.
1: Yeah, it,
0: Yeah. Uh, not even a chuckle.
1: Damn. No codes for Kirby. So. <laughs>
3: no. What was that?
1: No codes for Kirby in here. Oh, well. Sorry, Jake. Screwed. Okay.
3: Game's hard enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
0: just have to make your own.
3: Well, that's why we use the Game Genie, right? To make games harder?
0: Yeah. There's, I mean, for Punch-Out, especially. So. But, um, So, they made Game Genies for the NES. SNES. Game Boy. Sega Genesis, or Mega Drive, for those who, uh, who had the Mega Drive. And the Game Gear. And, uh, this is, like, actual Game Genie brand ones. I said, like, werewolf. Um... There were other ones. You, you before there was actually Game Genie. There was uh, Action Replay for Commodore sixty four and Amiga, and they worked their way all the way up to current consoles, almost too. I'm not sure if you know PS four or anything has it, but Game Shark was for PS two, uh, the original Xbox, Game Boy Advance, and Dreamcast, Nintendo DS, DSi. Yeah, so they they actually outlasted Game Genie, but Game Genie is the first one that people notice. And you always, if you have like a Game Shark or a Code Breakers or any other version, you always just call it a Game Genie. At least I did growing up.
3: So the Pro Action Replay was before Game Genie?
1: Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that.
0: They actually made yeah. it for Commodore 64 and which actually blew my mind, so...
3: Yeah, I didn't realize that at all. I mean, for me, it's the same thing. Nintendo, Game Genie, that's where I, I knew... I knew of the the action replay on SNES, but that was years later. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: It must have been a case of Galoob just nailing the marketing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. They definitely
0: did. And uh, it wasn't just Galoob, actually. That's the thing. So Game Genie was made by Codemasters, mm-hmm. but was sold by Galoob in the U.S., And in Canada, they were actually sold by Comerica. So it's two different distributors, essentially. Ah.
3: Yeah, Comerica Games, I remember quite well. Yeah, so if
0: you have... uh, I think it's Comerica is actually more rare, too, for collectors, I think. So that way, if you have one and you're collecting and it's actually from Comerica, it's supposed to be worth a little bit more. But they're identical products. It's just a different sticker. There's actually this weird copyright lawsuit that Nintendo filed to get it taken off the market. So Nintendo sued Galoob. And the Game Genie was taken off the market. But up in Canada here, where I am, in Sick J Car, like my grandma, it was sold by Comerica, not Galoob, so it actually didn't affect the sales. Uh, The Game Genie makers were so thankful they actually had the Thank You Canada ads that I saw as a kid in magazines. (laughs) So... That was that was hilarious, actually. So they eventually, because of because it was actually being sold in Canada still, and not the U.S., and it was under it was the same product but under a different uh, distributor, they were able to settle the lawsuit. And they said they came to the decision that copyrights weren't being infringed. That's what Nintendo was suing over, and it was good for the U.S. market again. So then the dreams of finally beating Battle Toads was now possible. Yeah, that's that's basically what happened because. The copyright infringement is what they were saying. Hey, you're, uh, you're making a derivative of our game, so you can't do it. But all the Game Genie was actually doing was being an intermediary between the game itself and the hardware. So it was just kind of rereading things. So that's why when you punch in codes, you can get all the cheat codes. You get infinite lives, no time or extra time or extra items, all that. So they finally realized, okay, yeah, copyright is still solid we're not actually they're not actually doing anything to the game so they they won the lawsuit and that's why the u.s and galoob got uh, game cheating back on the market
3: it's interesting like i wonder what their beef was really because what's the harm in people cheating in their games
1: i believe it was a case of people beating games too easily so it right. exactly. trivialized the games and nintendo didn't want that
3: but if you beat a game faster you would buy more games right
1: I think they might have also seen it as a competitor to the Nintendo Hotline.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all, yeah, but it
2: also went to, uh, to rentals. If you could beat the game in one, two, or three day you know, session using this thing and beat it right away, you're going to take it back, never play it again. Whereas some of those games that were, you know, Adventure Island or Kirby uh, that took so many hours and then you could never beat it, you would go back <laughs> and rent it. So if you just had the ability to beat it, you know, like that, I don't know if you guys picked up on the snap.
0: Oh, snap, I heard. There, it. yeah. now it's, now there you know,
2: it's several. There we go. Thanos. Okay. S- anyway. Stop,
0: stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I think something just broke in another country, like butterfly effect or something.
2: Zimbabwe, we love you. We love you, Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I, think that, I think that was their, their big thing, is people would quit renting their games because they could just beat them all willy-nilly. Yeah.
1: I'd, I don't even think it was that. I think it was uh, purchasing games, because from a rental... You know, you only got maybe a taste of the game sometimes, but if you rented it and then played it with a Game Genie, you would beat it instead of be like, oh yeah, I want to go out and buy it. Shh, I'm busy.
3: (laughs) 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 But like, Nintendo doesn't care about rentals because they don't make money off that, or they didn't, right? Um, In fact, they sued Blockbuster, I think, at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was a whole different, uh, whole different lawsuit yeah. for a different reason. But yeah, they were losing out money too. But I mean, that that probably changed the scape of gaming for a long time too. And you know, there was that that could be an entire different episode. So I want to talk to you guys. I want to know. I mean, has everyone here used Game Genie or Game Shark or anything of the like? Oh yeah, yeah. How about you, Werewolf?
1: Yeah, I have. <laughs> I think I had two of them for the NES because one of them cracked.
0: Oh, okay. So you weren't just using the Game Genie in the background for the first time just for this episode? Okay, that's good to know. No,
1: I've actually not used it since probably <laughs> fifteen years ago. So I'm reaching. Yeah, back
0: that's... here. Oh, honest, I like it. How about and GP, how about you, man? Do you did you have one? Did you like use one? Or I never actually owned one. I just it was always like the friend, friend of a friend, and we got to play it. Uh,
2: yeah, growing up, um. We didn't have one, but, uh, you know, we had family who, who did. Now I've got one for the NES and the Super Nintendo, but I've actually kind of got a whole philosophy that I've built around these gaming devices that I... I well, I'll talk about that later, but, yes, I did play with them growing up a little bit.
0: Okay, cool. So I just want to, like, bring into the... I want to I dive deep into the memory banks. And, uh... No... <laughs> Jake's already done that joke. Um, Jake, what's probably one of the most uh, prevalent memories you have for using a Game Genie? What kind of game? Do you have, like, one specific? Did you use it on everything? Or is it like, this is this is what I needed this for?
3: Um, so actually, for, for me, originally, my friend of mine down in the hall had a Game Genie. And I used to visit him. We used to play games with it. And he always had more Nintendo games than me. And I remember hated those kids well no he was he cool he was guy jealous. He all the games. got to play okay. you know okay Balto's at his place or something <laughs> but uh, no so it was funny because his dad was the gamer right and I have a couple things I remember first off he bought extra ones because he would go to the US to his family in the US and trade it these <laughs> banned game genies in the US for games from uh, the the states that were cheaper because games were always cheaper in the US back then they are now too Right. So he oh, he yeah. would buy extra k d ones for the purpose of trading. It was hilarious. But no, the the memory <laughs> stands out the most for me. How old were you guys then? Oh it was seven, eight, maybe What? Something like that. Seriously? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man. So that kid's like a millionaire now, isn't he? <laughs> wow.
2: So young and so innocent to be dealing in black market video games. <laughs> exactly, right? Oh no, he wasn't
3: selling. His dad was selling. His dad was the one selling. Oh. No, no, no. And we weren't running the border. <laughs> It's the Prohibition era. I didn't wear a fedora back know, then. Man.
2: Don't don't admit too much. I don't know what the statute of limitations is for uh, for video game smuggling. Yeah.
3: Yes, I am the Al Capone of video game bootlegs. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like how he said it was a fr- kid down the hall. Sure.
2: Well, so we're all down the hall. You, anyway,
0: you mean your your brother? <laughs> His room was
3: probably down the hall. <laughs> yeah. No, no okay Um, sister then anyway so a friend of mine brother and he had a sister actually and they used to fight all the damn time like siblings do and I remember as his parents they thought a good way to get both their their kids to play nicely together would be if they gift a new game genie to the sister because they had a re-release with an updated code book because I remember vividly the purple code book because I later got that version but his mom got his sister a white – the the new one, the white code book one. And there was codes in there that weren't in his. And in order to use them to look up that book, he had to play nice with his sister. And she would hold that book over his head. For a seven-year-old, <laughs> she controlled that boy oh. with a white book. It was funny. and I, they, they used to fight over it. And I, got, I just thought as a parent when I have kids myself now, the one thing I told myself I'll never do – is that I will never trick my children into playing together with something like a video game. Anyway, I thought that was so bad.
0: There's, there's, a, there's a joke opportunity in here somewhere where I can just be like, the power, power is, is yours. yours. I don't know. It felt better in my head. Okay.
1: You need to put an echo on that in post. I'm yeah. sorry.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, make, make it very uh, He-Man.
0: Oh, you know. God. That's who said it, right? I have the
3: power. <laughs> anyway. No, the power <laughs> is yours
1: was Captain Planet.
3: Was it? Yeah. I thought it was He-Man. Yeah.
1: No, He-Man is I have the power.
0: Yeah. Well, sc- shit, I screwed it up anyways because I was supposed to say, and knowledge is power. <laughs> anyways. So we're going to go on. Are we, should we
2: really Werewolf. be doing retro? I don't know if we're the right guys for this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We lost well, our Well, yeah, because our,
1: our minds are pretty retro, too, so.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, they're 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 functioning just about as well as my original
1: NES. So <laughs> exactly. Okay. Th- that
0: is pretty fucked up, though. Think about this, like, hey Timmy,
2: I know you wanted a new bicycle for Christmas, so we went ahead and gave it to your sister. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice to her, and maybe she'll let you ride your your size twenty bicycle. <laughs>
0: this, <laughs> this is gonna this yeah this is gonna bring up some bad like memories of family and stuff. So, the, Werewolf, how about you, man? Give me a. Give me a story from your childhood before, you know, the memory banks have been erased completely (laughs) from being so old. Because that's what's happening to us all right now. You're witnessing it happen.
1: Yeah. So I didn't actually play one specific game with the Game Genie. Um,
0: How about the Game Genie?
1: That one either. I wasn't a fan of trying to cheat my way through games too much. I more used it for fun when I was bored. Or, you know, if a game was ridiculously hard, I'd like to try and mess around and cheat my way to a point to see what was coming up so that I could sort of get a hang of it. Uh, so I remember doing things like skywalking in Mario 3 where you would jump and then he'd take like maybe five or six steps as he sort of walked downward in the air. And if you didn't jump within that period of time, he would fall. So it wasn't exactly walking, walking. It was more like he'd land on an invisible platform and slowly cruise downward, and then you had time to jump again. Otherwise, gravity would kick in.
0: Skill. I mean, I can do that in real life, but it's a whole lot more impressive to do in a game.
1: Uh, I I do think I used the crap out of it with Legacy of the Wizard, and I still <laughs> never beat it as a kid. Really, that's that's how game hard that game could
3: really game use that kind of jumping, for sure. Oh, that game is nuts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you beat that on stream afterwards? I, I did. can't even remember. Yes.
1: I did it legit after trying for years with a Game Genie and failing. There you go.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, Game Genies didn't give you the chance to, uh, you know, look at a map. So, you know, it wasn't perfect, but still.
1: I know. I <laughs> I think most of the times I used it, I never actually beat the game I played it with. So... <laughs> Was it a boy in his blob? Never did beat it. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I remember it's using infinite game, jelly man. beans and having invincibility, and I'd get halfway through the caves and fall into a pit where you're supposed to die, and I'd be invincible. So now I was just stuck.
0: Stuck, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say because that's that's a game that's unforgiving even when you cheat. Te- when you cheat,
1: yeah. And um, the hit
0: boxes, and I mean, come on even- even the genie of games cannot save you sometimes when the games are that hard,
1: yeah, so I did a lot of stuff like that. I didn't actually cheat my way through many games i'm I'm pretty sure I used it for punch out at one point
0: you'd I'd probably need that still. I
1: used it for Castle Quest, but I think it actually made that one harder when I'd like try to up my character's speed. <laughs>
0: Is that the one where you're running around and look? There's two castle quests on NES. So There's it was the one, the one where one?
1: you travel around room by room and you need to get the colored keys to go through the colored okay, doors yeah, that match those. That's keys. the one I
0: had. You kind of look like a purple Robin Hood or something.
1: Yeah, you. you're like a little musketeer dude.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, that one was tricky too. So, so you had you had to be careful, is what what I'm getting out of this because I never had a lot of experience with it. I like I said, I I had to play using one at a friend's house, so it was kind of like the excitement of, oh, let me try this, and then punch the key, uh, punch the thing in, and then, of course, in my excitement, I'd never punch it in right, and then the codes wouldn't work, and then the game was just messed anyways.
1: Well, some games even have warnings. <laughs> so, under Chip and Dale, in the manual here, it says, note, don't use the invincibility code with any of the freeze codes, and the freeze codes are like, to freeze certain enemy characters so they don't move okay yeah because you may get stuck if you do just press reset and start again <laughs> and that's what they all say it's like don't do this because if it happens to you just start over <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well GP how about you man we gotta have something in here I'm I'm sure you got some experience with this I mean you've got a power glove now so I'm guessing <laughs> it...
2: oh I need to use a power glove with the game genie yeah Oh. Or oh, I guess mine's from Galoob, so it's the Game Genie. It's not one of the Comerica ones. I was going to say term. yeah,
0: so it's a Game Genie. Yeah, is the American one, <laughs> yeah. like, and the Canadian one is from Comerica. So
3: drastically different hardware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real hardware, please. Uh,
2: okay, so yeah, my my cousins had the Game Genie before we did, and at home, like the games that I had, I didn't really need a Game Genie for because. They were like Super Mario Brothers that had Warps, or it was Contra that had the Konami code. So I could usually beat those games on my own. So whenever I did fool around with the Game Genie, it was usually just to try to like get OP'd and just have fun. You know what I yeah. mean? To see what you could do to, to mess with the game. The one exception that I had as a, as a little kid was trying to beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Couldn't do it without the game genie. Ended up doing it for the very first time using um, a code that spelled out something I'll never forget. It's Zuno at GP, Z U N O A T G P. Which if I ever like buy the rights to a website, I might just make that my email. If you want to get a hold of me, just whatever (laughs) at GP, Zuno at GP. Anyway, not important. Uh, And I remember beating it with uh, the Zuno at GP, which is like pick up fifty weapons whenever you pick up weapons. I just made everything go by faster and you had more weapons and you could beat it much easier. And I hated that. I beat it and I immediately felt like Well, I, I still can't beat it on my own, so that was kinda of where I got my philosophy of like, don't use any game altering software like that or hardware until you can beat it without it. So yeah, there there yeah. Well that that was pretty much it. It was I would do things, you know, with, like, Final Fantasy 2 at the time, which is Final Fantasy 4, to start off with, like, infinite money or, you know, everybody at level 99 just because it was something new to try to OP.
0: Yeah, I actually remember doing that myself. Yeah. I remember being in, like, the desert as soon as you get Rydia and as soon as she joins, like, your party. (laughs) I was like, get him one fight with, like, an elf or something (laughs) in the desert and next thing you know, boom, 30 levels. Yes, thank you.
2: Essentially, you're just waiting for her to have enough MP to be able to cast the stuff that she already knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the uh, the the one game that changed everything for me, like with the, I, it was a Game Shark actually was a PlayStation One, um, Final Fantasy seven. This was, I we you know we had the internet after a while, and then if you you could just look up the sheer number of codes available to break this game, and, of course, I played through it without. Any codes first, but then after that, I just went crazy, starting off with all the different mastered materials, all the highest level weapons, all the stuff. I, I would always try to not mess with my own stats too much, so I could just have strong things even though I'm weak. And eventually, I kind of got bored with doing that because eventually it will corrupt your save files, which is always oh, so so incredibly rage inducing.
0: Yeah, I I did it the old fashioned way with that game and just grinded the hell out of everything so
2: but eventually what i ended up doing and and um i wanted to make sure to mention this before i forget because i, I want anybody out there who is uh still using a game shark and final fantasy 7 do it to where you you limit yourself to only one type of materia color for me the funnest challenge was always command only so only yellow materials and yes when you use the game shark you know to start off with those materials they are already mastered I've never seen a code that will let you start with a new non-mastered materia. But do the, the yellow materia only challenge or, you know, green or red or whatever and go at it. That is a very, very fun and exciting way to play Final Fantasy
1: VII. I was kind of thinking on a tangent there. I was wondering which version of the Game Shark you had, GP.
2: Okay, so my original PlayStation that I had was the square one with the, uh, the round lid in the middle. So you would have to take the panel off of the back. The IO plug port. In. Yeah, with the IO port, yeah. Because
1: they, they worked that out of later versions of the standard PS1. Like, not the little version, but the PSX. They worked the IO port out of that. And I had that Game Shark, and I had my PlayStation modded. So eventually, from playing... I don't know, like, I, I modded two PlayStations, and both of them died off on me. So I think it had to do with, for whatever reason... My motors would die or something on my PS1. I don't know why, so I stopped modding them after that, and so my import games were useless. But with the third PlayStation came no more IO ports, so my Game Shark was useless. I ended up having to get rid of it. Didn't
0: they, like, for PS2, I had the... I'm thinking it was Game GameShark. Um, but it was a, just a disc. So did they ever do that for the PlayStation 1? Because you just put the disc... You put in, like, the Game Shark disc first.
1: After the IO port got removed, they started making them, both Action Replay and Game Shark. they started making them to where they were a memory card slot and a disc.
2: Right. The disc would be the thing to initiate it, yeah, and then the, the memory card would actually be, like, a warehouse, if I remember right, for the thousands of codes for the thousands
0: of games. Yep. Ooh. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. How about Jake you have any experience with uh, these codes?
3: Yeah, I never really played with the Game Shark or the um, production replay, although I've I ever seen ads for them all the time. And I was always curious, especially about the SNES Game Genie, how it would be different than the Nintendo one. Um, but the Nintendo Game Genie, I ended up getting myself as well. And probably the most memorable game for me is the original Mario Brothers. I didn't have very many games, but I had that uh, you know typical Mario and Duck Hunt combo pack. And I would just randomly throw in codes. Uh, And there's just such a a range of effects that can happen. So I got a couple listed that I wanted to mention. Um, There's also a guy on YouTube, Kilgruzz. I'm going to say his name because the dude's been around for like 15 years. And his highlighted videos are all Mario Game Genie codes. (laughs) So the guy's dedicated. And there's some of these I remember doing myself as a kid because obviously I don't have my original hardware. And I don't have my code book because I used to write my codes in there, so I'm using him for a lot of the uh the code names, names. but some of the like the fun ones you could do in Mario were g a g o t o to the g a g o t o maybe listening off the letters is not a good idea, but that code <laughs> oto I'll just say him that's how I'll do it gag gagging's great gagging's fun and in Mario Brothers, i let you yeah. swim everywhere. And it it seems stupid, and it seems like, obviously, it's overpowered, but it's fun. The fact that you can do every single level swimming as if you're underwater is hilarious to me. And the game had all kinds of codes like that. There were ones that, um, one, what was it? It was uh, E-V-Y-I-V-Y. Anything that touches the ground, like falls, bounces like a little ball. Mushrooms, enemies, everything. Well, star already bounces. Just makes all the physics in the game really odd for the enemies, and you have to get around it. Small little effects. And those are the codes I like the most. Like, yeah, infinite lives, yeah, that's fun. But the effects that change the game is what I like the most. Um, one that was really popular was Stagio. All the enemies use hammers. Hammer Brother has to oh, be God. easily my most hated enemy. Why not have all the enemies shoot hammers? <laughs> it's, it's freaking hilarious. So, like stuff like that is just wild to me. You say it's freaking hilarious, but I'd,
0: I'd really like to have seen young Jake play in this game and losing his shit. Because <laughs> I know how, like, adult Jake loses his shit.
3: Well, but the difference here, though, is you're one making, the, you're, like, plus messing around the codes, you're testing things out, you're trying things out. And it's just fun. Like, you never got very far. Like, half the ones I like the most, the ones that used to change the colors, right? There was one I remember distinctly, the background became a giant neon pink, and all the foreground and sprites were black. And that just... It's like the lights out with a neon background. It's its hard to describe, but the color effects that you could do with the codes. Otherwise, the game played fine. And it's just interesting as hell. And, I, I mean, I used the Game Geno in a bunch of games, but I think it was the original Mario Brothers had the widest range of codes. It had all the standard, you know, Invincible, Double Jump, Skywalk. It had all those. But then it had such a wide range of codes that did weird effects. Like, uh... N U L T K A. All the enemies are the Toad Sprite, and it's (laughs) if you watch videos of it, Blackatoo is a floating Toad, and he throws other Toads at you. (laughs) It's bizarre as hell. Uh, It's wild, and that's why I used to love the Game Genie so much. That's why I wanted one, is for crazy stuff like that. And and there wasn't really, I I didn't find any other game that did the same, at least for me. Like I'm curious for you guys who you guys use the more uh, the newer ones on snes and and playstation was the complexity of the codes different was there better effects or is still the standard you know invincibility and unlimited ammo type of stuff
1: it was mostly still the same sort of effects i do believe both the genesis and snes allowed you to enter five lines of code instead of three it was definitely more
3: yeah the nintendo was quite restrictive
1: but i will say entering the codes which are much less uh, satisfying <laughs> they were more numbers and gibberish and less silly words you'd say to yourself while you entered them like while i was looking through one of the teenage mutant ninja turtle ones that gp mentioned one of them was taco pila <laughs> right yeah <laughs> So those were like you'd look at it and you know there's only so many letters on the screen so you'd say the word to yourself while like the gibberish word to yourself while you're typing it in so you didn't have to read it character by character. But uh once it came along to GameShark and action replay you really more or less had a code repository and you'd sometimes go online and find codes and you'd add them and then they would stay in your repository that was your memory card or your device or whatever it was, and then you'd turn them on individually. So you could have tons of codes on at once at that point.
0: Yeah, I remember playing and would use, like, one code at a time because I'd end up trying to do so many things and I'd just break the game. So I would always stick with something simple like Infinite Lives or... Some, or invincibility, something something boring like that, because I didn't have any clue that you could mess with like the colors and stuff like Jake was talking about. That actually sounds like hella fun right now. <laughs> I want to try that. There, there was also a uh, – I'll never forget this with the Ninja Turtles. There was a code
2: that would it, – it wasn't invincibility, but it was mostly invincibility. <laughs> um, oh God, there's
3: uh, – Half-assed GX. invincibility? <laughs>
2: Yeah right. Uh, well, I, no, it was in the book. Is like, don't take most types of damage, and it was G-X, GXS... O-U-A-S-T. and uh, I. The reason I remember this one is, I was kind like of like, I have the tiger with this. I spent my life never being able to beat it, and so I'm like, let's just do it, go all out, and I made it to the um, the stage where you're trying to find the blimp, and. I got I, I landed in fire, which is a, an auto-kill anyway. So the, the code clashed with the game and like hard-locked me, and I had to restart it. And at that point, I, like, I don't rage quit. I think you guys know that about me. I'm not a very ragey guy. I raged that day. Because I was like, it took me forever to get there, and I'm using this code, and I fucked this up, and I'm 10, and I don't know anything else, and I got so mad. <laughs> so that was... That was kind of another turning point for me. Like, don't just use all the, the easy ones, the the OP'd stuff. Because it can soft lock it, do the start-off OP'd. Don't do the uh conditional OP stuff, if that makes sense.
1: Well, I, I also love just how vague it is. It says don't take most damage. And then they have <laughs> descriptions under the games and sometimes they're paragraphs or multiple paragraphs long. And in this one, it even mentions uh Teen code four, which is how they often refer to them in here. Uh, make sure you don't take damage from most things. Like, that's as <laughs> specific as they get. They had a chance to be more specific. Like, maybe not this, maybe not that, but they're like, nah.
3: <laughs> you mentioned earlier uh, the one game where they're like very clear Chippendale, I think you said, where don't mix this and this code, otherwise you'll lock your game. So, why are yeah. they so specific there and so vague? <laughs> on what the other one does. Right.
1: Oh my god, I just remembered. So with Legend of Zelda, I never beat Legend of Zelda as a kid. Even with the game genie, I couldn't do it. I'd get stuck places, I couldn't find the hidden dungeons, you know, I'd have a problem with that. So my I'm thought process I say
0: that he beat it with a game genie instead. My thought
1: process, well, because I couldn't <laughs> figure like I was not very good at the game. I was a kid. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to try this with the game genie. I'm going to use infinite life. <laughs> You know, I'd get really far in the game and then I'd get so frustrated that I couldn't get further and I'd have to quit and I'd be mad that I'd have to quit because I'd be like, oh fuck, next time I have to start over again. And I only, (laughs) I literally only just learned this like two weeks ago, that you can save your game at any time in the original Legend of Zelda with like pushing start and select at the same time or something. It brings up the save game menu.
3: Yeah, you thought you had to beat the game all in one go?
1: I thought you had to die to save it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. With infinite life, you cannot die. This is why you read the manual. <laughs> I was a kid. Did you read the manual as a kid?
3: I Yes. I did. I loved game manuals I as did. a kid. I missed them. That, I still miss them. Yep.
1: I read them as I got older. As like a teenager, yeah, but not as a kid. I bet,
0: I bet you learned your lesson from playing Legend of Zelda.
3: I guess you never beat Star <laughs> Trappics either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that one I beat on the uh, NES Classic. I already knew about that stupid <laughs> magic code nonsense.
3: Yeah, that was pretty innovative at the time. Just one way to keep out rentals.
1: In a And, and here's an interesting aside to all this. Uh, I remember reading, like checking the trip, Trick tips and tricks sections in like Electronic Gaming Monthly and Game Pro as a kid to find Game Genie codes for games I already had. Like that's how I got my new influx of codes as a kid because yeah. Yeah. I had that stupid purple book. I didn't have the white one.
0: <laughs> I started collecting codes for Game Genie from magazines, even though I didn't have a Game Genie. I said someday, someday, and I never did.
2: <laughs> I used. I, okay, I haven't told anybody this. I have, well, I say have had.
3: Game Genie Confessions.
2: Well, yeah, right. After dark. <laughs> uh, I, I always had a diary that a family member had given me for like a birthday or something. I don't know. They thought I'd be some sort of person who uses a diary. I, I don't know. But it never really took. So essentially, I had like two or three pages. So they gave so they gave me a diary. And uh, it had a unicorn, okay? I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. <laughs> No, it was a horse with a sword on his head. His name was Steven, and he was there to guard my hopes and dreams. Uh, No, so I had two or three pages of, like, (laughs) you know, very cringeworthy stuff, and then page after page after page of uh, Game Genie codes. That's hard to say. Game Genie codes. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
2: Yeah. So, and then, of course, um, eventually the internet came out, and we would go and do the dial-up thing, and then we would just print out pages and pages of different codes for... all sorts of things but yeah my my original uh diary was three pages of of cringe and then 90 pages of game genie codes
0: (laughs) see i think this is crazy just how oddly varied our experiences are with this thing where i figured everybody would be playing it like me no no like you guys it's like we have nothing shared experience except for at some point i use the infinite lives code
2: Yeah, I I agree. I I feel like there's two things that we all have in common here today. One is the infinite life codes, and the other is that, uh, in hindsight, we can probably all agree that smuggling game genies back and forth between (laughs) countries is not the best
0: (laughs) idea. I don't know, man. I never heard any news headlines looking back.
3: Yeah, I guess you're, you're good enough, yeah. I mean, he used to ride a Harley Davidson. And wear leather jackets. Oh, okay. So maybe he was telling his kids he was smuggling game genies and it was really cocaine. I mean, I, who am I to know? <laughs> <laughs> who am maybe I to really He had cocaine
0: judge? in the game genies.
3: He had all the cool toys. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I know why. So this is a good place to end it for
0: the night, guys.
3: <laughs> game genie confessions. Uh, uh...
2: I could see that happening, getting pulled over. And they do a search and they find like these Canadian game
0: genies and they're He's like well, bootleg. We'll,
2: we'll let you go because we were looking for meth <laughs> you know, here, here's your video games
0: and it's like a box of like counterfeit game genies or something
2: <laughs> and then one guy's like I'm gonna keep this for my kid though
3: drive yeah. safe
0: yeah kid opens it up when he gets home it's just like six
3: kilos of cocaine <laughs> oh my god that's oh. why he has ADD. Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh shut it down
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, what, okay. what are the price so, of turnips today? Anybody check the turnips?
0: <laughs> no, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. All right. 52. Guys, thank you. This has been Press B to cancel. And this is our discussion on Game Genie. See, we got the best of both worlds that time. From Gloob. From Gloob. From Ga- Gamerica. Gal- Galerica? Saving
1: oh, so many was, lives. Was,
2: hold on real quick, though. It was Gamerica with a G.
0: No, it was a C. No, it was Comerica. Okay, was I, that's what I thought. I was trying was to like combine... Canadian America, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was trying to combine Galoob and Camerica. anyways. So, let's uh, let's find out where we can find you. Werewolf, can we find you anywhere on, on the interwebs, or is it just here?
1: Pretty much just here right now for the foreseeable future. Okay.
0: Well, enjoy some more of the uh, previous episodes with the beautiful werewolf. I He's got the face for radio, like the rest of us. What the <laughs> hell is that?
3: <laughs> Steven? Steven? <laughs> the unicorn. Okay.
0: Bringing it back. <laughs> how about Jake? Yeah, Jake, how about you, man? How uh, Can anybody find you?
3: Yeah, I'm sick, Jake. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter. Some of the time. I don't know. But look forward to my <laughs> Netflix special. <laughs> my Netflix special. Game Genie Confessions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for some reason, I was picturing a 976 number at the end.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to do one more time.
0: Oh, don't apologize for that.
2: That you know, was, was always so so uh, fun as well, like filling up the, the page with uh, all the codes and just deleting them with that. <laughs> <laughs> that like, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> all right. And uh, GP, where can we find you?
2: Well, uh, when I'm not here doing press B to cancel, you can find me on Twitch under twitch.tv slash couch. You can also find me on YouTube as the retro Therapy, And then you can probably find me as either of those on uh, Twitter. Also, I think I have an Instagram.
0: What is life? Okay. <laughs> and I'm polish109. You can find me here and at Twitch tv slash palsh one zero nine that's p a l s h one zero nine guys thank you for uh, sharing your experience with me and knowing that I was not the only kid who was afraid to die in games and had to use the infinite lives cheat so thank you I'd still rather have a game genie than cocaine yeah me too actually yeah. probably get you in a lot less trouble <laughs> one might be more valuable than the other but we can't tell right now we'll have to check <laughs> I, I, I'm not
2: nostalgic <laughs> for smack. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you again. And uh, until next time, mash that B button or keep listening to us. (laughs) I was waiting for you to actually hit that.
3: Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Ancient, found on SoundCloud, or The Last Ancient on YouTube. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressb2cancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been...
1: Press B to Cancel.